Today is Sunday, August 9th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of this show that goes by the name of Miss Joe Batanz, where I talk about the lives of uh, the many loves and lives of Joe Batanz, my innermost thoughts, my innermost feelings, or barbecue. It's all happening right now on this Joe Batanz, right here. Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of the show this Joe Batanz, especially for the one for today for August 9th, Sunday, August 9th, 2020. I'll go through my day, but I'll be honest with you, once again, nothing happened. It was the most predictable Sunday in the history of Sundays. Uh I uh last night, I well, yesterday when I was at my brother's, I had a, a couple of Coke Zeros, caffeinated Coke Zeros. <clears throat> and I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I'm extremely sensitive to caffeine. So that was at three o'clock. And those Coke Zeros, I wasn't jittery. I wasn't jittery at all. But at 1230 at night, I still had no desire to go to sleep. I was just like, <laughs> and I'm a guy that usually goes to sleep around 1130. So I figured, okay, time to take some melatonin. And I'll be honest with you, I was like, let's just do the Xanax. So I popped the Zanny. And, of course, I was asleep within 20 minutes. Uh, and, and boom, just out. Uh, and I didn't wake up until 8.30? That sounds right. 8.30? Uh, I think I, I did get up at 5 in the morning very briefly to pee. Very briefly to pee. And I, I'll be honest with you, I was very proud of myself. I did not turn on Animal Crossing. I was like, no, I'll just go back to sleep. I was tired and I was like, I'm not going to deal with this drama of, 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 uh, of trying to do Animal Crossing while I'm half asleep, right? So I went back to sleep, slept till 8.30, woke up. Now I had promptly did go play Animal Crossing, but again, I actually haven't really touched it today. I'm just at the stage now. I'm slowly redesigning my island. And so I just did my chores and I put it away. Didn't even buy any turnips. Just put it away. So that's your Animal Crossing minute. And then um, I had uh, the long brunch. I got, I was, I was in a very bad mood during brunch because yesterday, I think I told you we had it out about my garden, my herb garden. And, you know, this is actually a lesson here of not to tell stories in your head. I went out and saw that all my plants were in different places now. And I was like, motherfucker. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to. There were certain plants that I was like, I'm just going to keep those plants and I'm going to get rid of the other ones. I'm just going to throw them away. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with this bullshit. So I was in a pissy mood, almost like I was having to, like, 
kill a loved one. I feel that connected to my herbs. And so I was really, really angry. My parents picked up on my bad mood. But then in casual conversation, they didn't know why I was in a bad mood. I never, I never said, I was like, no, I'm I was, I was doing the passive aggressive. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm completely fine. Uh, apropos of nothing, they brought up, well, my dad brought up, I will say, uh, Betty was a little passive aggressive herself. We'll get that in a second. Um, in typical Betty form, she gets uh, upset about things she doesn't understand. But, um, she, uh, you know, we, uh, my dad just apropos of nothing said like, oh, I just kind of put the plants wherever. Where do you want to put them here? And then I'm like, oh, and once I realized that there was some compromise going on and that I could put things here and put things there, I was like, okay, and it was a much better mood and I didn't have to get rid of my plants. And we actually all agreed on everything, except my dad asked my mom's opinion at one point. She's like, I'm not going to give my opinion, obviously, uh, when I give my opinion, but I don't want to get into the details. She thought we were going to put pots back on this place that we weren't. We were going to plant something, actually physically plant it. And so uh, she was upset. But then when she realized, like, like I said, she gets angry about things she doesn't understand. And in fact, it just happened right now. Like right now at this set, right before I came up here to record this, she was on her computer and she I had, I had to change her Google password because no one knew their Google password. And... Uh, then she goes, it's asking for my old password, which makes no sense. If you do a password change, you're not going to ask for your old password because you obviously forgot your old password or you changed it for a reason. And she says, if I don't give it, it's going to erase all my information. And I said, that's not what it, I doubt that it says that. Read it to me. And when and she read it and says, um, something about any unsaved data. And I was like, no, you're, I was like, just put in the password. You're fine. She was like, fine. You're going to see that my, all my stuff is gone. So I went out and did my thing. I took something to the trash. I come back and she's like, well, oh, did you lose all your data? And she's like, no, I didn't. It was there. But it said it was going to erase. I'm like, no, it did not. You read it to me. That's not what it said at all. Yes, it did. Ugh, very frustrating. Anyway, so that was brunch. And then I came upstairs. Uh, I had a brief phone. I've only talked to Aiden briefly. And we're getting to the the very difficult and I don't fault Aiden for this. This is something that uh, all of my most important people in my life have uh, been culprits of. Which is the personal Joe Batance show. Okay. The personal Joe Batance show. And what that means is they only call me en route from one place to another. And they're only interested in talking to me in so much as I entertain them from point A to point B. This has been a problem with Shannon. This has been a problem with Jonathan. It's been a problem with Adam Vaught. It's been a problem. I'm sure other people who I can't remember. Uh, I think Cameron went for a while was a culprit. And now it's Aiden. And I don't like it. It's only been the past couple of days, but it's this thing where... He only talks to me on his way to somewhere or back from somewhere. It's been a very busy weekend. I understand that and he's socializing with his friends and that's when he has time. But I don't know. Not a fan. We're going to have to have a talk. And I hate having those talks because I don't like being that person. Uh, but I think that but it's weird. It's something I've struggled with is like, yes, like I've said before, I don't want to be the guy. I think I said this on catching up. So 
If you haven't heard Catching Up yet, listen to Catching Up first, but whatever. Is I don't want to be that guy who's like every, well, because Cameron and both Cameron and Aiden have told me that there were times when they would see my name and they were like, ugh, and they knew they were in trouble or going to get yelled at. And so they would get this pit in their stomach. And that makes me really sad to, pe- that to think that people would see my name come up on the phone and get a pit in their stomach. So I'm trying to, I've been working very hard on changing that. I go through this chapter and verse and catching up. And it's been very successful this season of Aiden, of Joe and Aiden. Very successful. And that's why, but then I fear, what I fear though is in choosing my battles and always choosing not to battle, do I give up the ability to set boundaries? You know? And um, I don't know what to do there. Do I do I go the passive aggressive route and just not take his next few calls? I'm not angry, um, but I'm just like, how do I how do I dress it and not be dramatic? That's the thing. And I'm not saying that this is a problem that plagues society for the. I just realize that is a blind spot in how I operate. I only know passive aggressive or just straight out aggressive. I don't know in this case, expect, like, no, by the way, if a friend came to me with the same problem, oh, I have the perfect answer. Uh, but when it's me, all of a sudden, I don't have any answers. Uh, if, if, if you listen to, if you've listened to Catching Up already, or if you're going to listen to Catching Up, you'll see that uh, we were debating uh, at towards the end uh, um, what movie Aiden should watch, and it was Best in Show or Waiting for Guffman, which one he should watch first. And Mike Lawson recommended Best in Show and blah, blah, blah. He goes into it again on Catching Up. So I told Aiden this and he followed the advice and watched Best in Show first. And he loved Best in Show. Loved it. Which, how could you not? It's such a good movie, right? Loved Best in Show. Was a big fan. I think now he's uh has started waiting for Guffman. And I think that's what he's doing now is waiting for Guffman. But um, yeah, so he was a fan of that. And uh, that was really good. Uh, I, uh, now yesterday I did promise a conversation about barbecue and something called a Traeger and what that is and all that. Okay. So I've been doing grilling and barbecuing. I would say for God, a good solid 15 years, right? Maybe more. And every summer. And I started the way everybody did. I started with a gas grill. I took the baby steps. Then I started with, you know, a charcoal grill. Uh, then I went to smoking, but like baby steps with smoking. And then I was smoking things. And it's almost now like I feel like it's time for me to retire. Okay. That, that's what the Traeger is for me. The Traeger is now retiring. Because when you actually smoke food, okay, there is an art to it. There really is. And I'm not even joking. There is an art to smoking food. And it not it lies not just with the... F- I would actually say that the food preparation and the actual prep- preparing the food for the smoke is relatively simple. Uh, it's always the same sort of ingredients. It's always the same sort of process. And there's nothing really terribly difficult about that part. Okay. It's rubs, it's marinades, it's sauces, it's a combination of sugar, salt, and tangy, and 
and there's a million sauces and a million rubs and they're all great and the million spice everything's good it, it that part incident not incidental it's important but secondary i think to the ability to master the fire okay that is the part that's important and technique with when to put things when to take things off how low do you go how slow do you go what to do? Do you do the three, two, one method? Do you do do just more traditional route? I'm not going to even get into what that means. I've done it all. Different kinds of techniques for lighting the fire to keep it a constant temperature, and uh, and I will say there's an art to it because also it's still very unpredictable. Fire is still very unpredictable. There are some days, excuse me, with some weather conditions where the fire is acts behaves one way. And you could have the very same conditions and the same, you could do everything exactly the same and the fire behaves a different way and you have to change course. I would reckon it's a lot like sailing, I imagine, is like the wind takes you and, and, uh, the, how good of a sailor you are is how you're able to manipulate the wind and whatnot. And you don't know what wind's going to come at you that day or what's going to happen and, you know, pull this and pull that. It's very, very similar. It's like, you know, but you have to constantly, uh, be watching the fire and like it could go away. You get to have now, luckily with technology, it's a little bit easier because they have all sorts of digital probes and the th- uh, thermometers for your barbecue and the meat that go on Wi-Fi and they go to your phone and you can monitor them from far away, which I did utilize, but uh, it's just, it just take it's a lot. It's a lot, especially the smoker. We have to fill it with water, part of it, and you got to put the charcoal underneath and what strategy you use, and then some people use rocks, and it's a whole thing. And sometimes you just want some fuck. You just want something basic. You don't. You're not. Sometimes you're not doing it for the art. Well, that's where the Traeger comes in, people. Which I heard that they that, uh, that they do ads on uh, Joe Rogan, but the Traeger is essentially. Uh, like the rich man's toy. Remember, I was talking about sailing. Well, this is the yacht that just drives itself, and there's no work in it whatsoever. It'll just manage everything for you on autopilot. It's essentially what the Traeger is: is it? Uh, you just put these things called wood pellets, uh, which is so funny. I was telling someone what a brilliant business idea. Whoever thought of this is the person who did the wood pellets, they would go to these lumber yards and wood places and say, can I buy your sawdust, the junk, the sawdust on the floor? Can I buy that? Sure, fuck yeah. And then that person takes the sawdust and compresses it into these wood pellets. So the, you know, like in smoking, you use uh, certain kinds of pellets. It could be all kinds like cherry, oak, apple, uh, maple, uh, hickory, uh, mesquite, uh, oak. Did I say oak already? Uh, you can have all kinds of different woods that give different flavor to the food. And what this person, whoever invented this, said, I'll take that sawdust, compress it into these little pellets, and it's essentially the same thing. And uh, so all you do with this Traeger is it looks like a traditional smoker slash barbecue. There's a grill in the middle, but it's all electronic. There's a big box on one side. You just pour whatever pellets you want in there. And then I know there's there's words like auger and all that shit, but I'm not going to use them. I'm going to use like a doohickey that rotates in the box and funnels the um, the wood pellets into this firebox that lights the pellets on fire. 
and it fills the uh, the chamber, the food chamber, with heat and smoke. There's a little can that collects all the fat drippings, and it smokes your food, and you can control the temperature perfectly with your phone. It does it digitally. It it beeps when it tells you when it needs to be cleaned. It tells you when you need to do anything. Now look, I don't think it gives as much smoke as I would like. I'll be honest with you. I think I have to go to a more expensive model to get more smoke. But I'm going to tell you, if a perfectly smoked piece of food is uh, uh, an A+, I'm going to see the Traeger is a solid B or B+, maybe even an A-. minus. It comes really close with about one-tenth, if not less, of the work. So today, actually, I'm making these Asian-style ribs that I got from a barbecue book, a traditional barbecue book, a traditional smoking book, and it's these Asian ribs. I actually made them earlier in the week with a different – we had some of these reject ribs, but these are, this is actually meant for spare ribs, and I don't want to – that's a whole other conversation. Let me put it this way, and now I'm talking all kinds of food. You have your ribs, right? You got baby back ribs, Okay. That's one part of the pig. And then you have something called spare. Now, baby back ribs are very tender, but not as much meat. Okay. But they quick, they cook very quickly and they take smoke flavor really well. I know a lot of people like them. Okay. Very tender, very tender cut of meat. Spare ribs give you a lot more chew and they're a lot more work. Okay. But there's a lot more meat on the bone and uh, a lot more succulent, I would say. The problem is, is when you buy, and they're not terribly expensive, when you buy spare ribs, if you just buy the actual spare ribs, uh, they have, they don't come the way you think they do. So they're the ribs, but at the top is a giant bone and meat that connects it all. And some people, I, I don't know anyone who likes, but you can technically smoke it with that big piece of meat on and stuff like that. But there's also something called a St. Louis cut. And what the St. Louis cut does is it cuts uh, along the top of the ribs and cuts that big giant. I think it's, I don't remember what it's called. It has a name, like the chain or something like that. They cut it off and it gives you a more traditional looking uh, uh, ribs, ribs that you see at a restaurant. I'd, I'd be very unusual to see ribs with that big bone and meat. It's also very hard to cut through it after it's done. Uh, but uh, anyway, so uh, it's very gristly and whatnot. People like it, though. It's, it's very popular. But that's the St. Louis cut. So I now, by the way, if, what's so funny is if you buy the ribs already trimmed and St. Louis cut style, uh, it's more expensive than you just buy it. And the whole, well, I guess I know what I'm doing already. The whole process per rack of ribs takes about three minutes. It's not very difficult at all um, to make the St. Louis cut. And then you have all these scraps that you can, my mom's going to use it to make a, a stew of some kind. Uh, but you have all these scraps that you can use for something else. But uh, yeah, so I have these Asian ribs. Super easy, by the way. Super, super easy. And they're on the Traeger right now. And uh, I was talking about something. Oh, um, uh, you can't really use the Big Flavor Grill book for that. Because the Traeger's for smoking. The big And the Big Flavor Grill, the book I was plugging yesterday, 
that's for a more uh, quick. That, that, that's for quick. If you're going to grill something on your gas grill or your charcoal grill, and you want it under a certain amount of time. Like I said, when I explained yesterday, though, uh, I typically do charcoal because uh, I find the gas grill doesn't get the heat that I want. Though I did read an article on Serious Eats yesterday, and the guy goes, I know this is going to sound like an ad, but it's not an ad. Uh, plugging this thing that I'm going to buy for my brother and myself for his birthday, <laughs> buy myself a gift for his birthday, that can, that um, takes the radiant heat from the gas grill and supercharges it. And this guy was saying, this is amazing. And uh, I'm going to buy it and test it out and let you guys know how that goes. But uh, yeah, so that that way, you know, if that, if that actually works, and actually I could use this big flavor grill even faster, even faster. <laughs> crazy people anyway that's gonna do it for this episode of this joe batanz the barbecue episode i'll see you guys tomorrow maybe we finally will either have something happen or we'll tell the rest of the mercedes stories from high school to whatever part we get to but uh until then it's this joe batanz right here on afterthought media